been the, in the porn industry for 30 exact, years. Exactly, 35 so. years. I'm a veteran of porn. <laughs> Donald Trump toilet brushes. I sold robot vacuum cleaners, transformer toys. Right, like we yeah. said we were going to do a podcast um, and we just fucking make it happen. Pound companies. Billion pound companies, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Can you be good at business? The best advice that I can give to people at the moment who are maybe kind of like wondering how the hell they can do this. Here we are. Here we are. Back for more. What's happening? You good? Yeah, round three. Yeah, mate. We're going. We're steam, all steam ahead, right? How do you think we made it this far? <sighs> Can't thank my friends, my family. You know, there's been a lot that have got me here. All of you guys behind the scenes, you know, we're on about 50 subscribers right now, and I just can't thank you all enough. We should do a 100 sub special where we're like, we go base jumping off of London Bridge or something like that. Well, on that note, let's get you guys subscribing because we we ain't going anywhere. I might in a minute. I need a coffee. Okay, well, he's going somewhere, but yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm literally going to stay here. But we're here for good. We're here for a, a good time. We're here for a long time. <laughs> uh, we people like people talk about, you know, like, you know, like grinding, pushing their way through shit, like hustling, getting stuff done. That's a good point, actually. I feel like this, at the NFT space, we're jumping straight into this one, but I feel like the NFT space has kind of got this toxic mentality of how an entrepreneur should look like or how a, a business owner should look like. I see it all the time on Twitter. It's like, ha, here I am, another 20 hour work day, <laughs> beating you guys to it. You know, it's like, I'm the guy, you know, once I'm in full focus mode, I'm in full focus mode, baby. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like that is not how it should be. Yeah. That is, it, there's so many different layers to business that I feel like it's uh, kind of toxic right now. A lot of people are shouting about the same stuff, and then in reality, it's like they don't know what the fuck they're on about. It's actually, it is actually one of the one of the things I do actually really rate about you. I've never told you that. I haven't told you this, but um, well, you rate something about me. I do. I know, which is uh, fucking unbelievable, Jeez. right? It's not the pearl necklace, by the way. Oh, okay. Sorry yeah. about that. Give no, it back no. to give it back to the nan. Yeah, I will. We've got um, it it it's. We talk about like the the people who are kind of like going on about the twenty hour work work days, the twenty mm. hour work days, and um, just the yeah the the kind Building. of like the grind set mentality. Yeah. And then I'm there and I give Liam a call during the middle of the day and he's there just naked, just building IKEA furniture. Fuck it, mate. It's real life at the end of the day. Yeah. Twenty hour days or eighteen hour days, they're fine. You can do them, but they are not sustainable and they will not make your business better. I guarantee it. If you're working 18 hours a day, I guarantee you 12 of those are unproductive and yeah. you're sat there twiddling your thumbs, tweeting about it. It is about, it's about, it really is about working smarter, not harder. 100%. Isn't it? And 100%. Like, like I, yeah. I, the reason why I set up businesses or want to do th certain things, like in the Web2 world, was, wasn't because I loved the business and I wanted to keep it running. And like, you know, for example, some e-commerce brands I set up, wasn't because I loved the products. It was because that's what makes money at this moment in time in terms of like this product is going to sell because this audience is looking for this product. Do I want to work on it day in, day out? No. Therefore, I hired a team that did it all for me and kind of did some automation steps. Probably could have made more money if I was working on it full time. But, you know, I was allowed to then step away and go on a holiday, which ultimately is the goal, right? Like I could then go and fucking sit in a restaurant with my girlfriend and not have to worry about it. Yeah, I, I think about this all the time because I'm, I'm, I kind of like, I, I really enjoy, I think this is one of the superpowers of uh, people that kind of do get shit done and make make progress is that they, they learn how to get a dopamine response from putting in work and effort. Yeah. Whether it's like the creative aspect of you creating some, whether it's like artwork or designing stuff, uh, or getting like collaborations lined up or whatever, it's the dopamine hit from that. That's the real superpower. But at the same time, I'm, I think to myself, what are the times in my life which are most memorable, what, where I've had like peak kind of like happiness levels? 
they are always, always social situations with yeah. my best friends and my best fr- like my family. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's and it's like it always comes that back down to like, why the hell are you doing this? It's so that you can experience all of the absolute like beauties and glories of like being alive and like yeah, no, yeah. cute man. I like that. It's I know. Good, it's a good yeah, hundred percent right though. That's why they call me Mr. Ted Talk. Boom. Yeah, there you go. Sign up now to his uh, seven day course. Whoa, of how to okay, no, we haven't ex- we haven't hang on we haven't <laughs> we haven't told we haven't talked about that yet no. Jesus oh, sorry sorry it's gonna be eight days yeah exactly but it's it's a good point though right like um uh, I don't think the I I love work and I love business and I love building stuff and you know creating something from nothing but I also love enjoying the hard work outside of work yeah. and just going on holiday and just that's the that but that's the one thing that I think we're gonna bring bring a point of differentiation into all of this is that. We're entrepreneurs. We've like grown businesses, built businesses. We're doing that currently, and we also really, really value the the having. You can't ever have balance, but you have to have. You're going to go through periods where you're going to have to push yourself a bit harder. You're yeah, going to have yeah. longer days, um, and then. But it is so that you can get to the other side, so that you can have a holiday, take some time off, spend time with your family and friends, mm. and that's definitely something that over the last few years I haven't had the haven't had the opportunity to to do as much because I've been focusing on this kind of stuff, yeah. making some sacrifices. But ultimately, like at the end of the day, like I think back to why I'm doing it. It's for that. It's to be able to like be able to unlock the key to be able to go do cool stuff fun stuff yeah. like andrew tate does yeah no let's not talk about him or oh, that will be good for our views let's let's confuse the algorithm andrew tate top g andrew tate podcast live here come and watch andrew tate we talked about this yesterday who is the top g of nfts yeah see how you called nate right we said nate yeah what about nikki g He's literally the G. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're saying you've got Nikki G's back over here. I've you're got the Nikki one, G's you, back in the first in the first episode, mate. You were telling telling us how you're going to spark him out. Yeah, so. then then I'd kiss him on the floor once he's been sparked <laughs> out. I love the guy, but I love you too, Nate. But um, but yeah, going back to the the whole business stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, I love working my ass off to create something, right? But I just don't think you need to be doing it all day every day. If yeah. it's already working. So that's what we're going to do here is we're going to try and pull uh, pull back the curtains. We're going to be documenting break, both break of the our barriers. journeys. Yeah, like put, like actually uh, do, we're going to be showing the behind the scenes, talking about what we're working on in the background, like and and also just bringing that bringing it back to like what the hell is the whole point? And the yeah. whole point is to like do fun stuff with cool people yeah. and have fun. I think yeah, at the moment I think it's intimidating for people. They come into the space and they're like fuck, I could never fun, like create a project because obviously these guys are putting in so many hours and doing all this stuff. It must be impossible to get it all up and running and cost so much money. When it, the reality is, you know, this is a perfect time for people that are looking to create businesses to create businesses at a low barrier entry, I would say, because there isn't much innovation going on in the space in terms of projects. So I feel like well, I, I actually I have a slightly differing opinion on that. I think it's getting harder. So I think it's getting, it's getting it's harder getting, now because it because to your point, it has to. We are desperate for innovation. Yes, yes. So yes. we're looking for we're looking for projects that have a point of difference that have something to to that it sets them apart from the crowd. Because what's happened is we've seen so many businesses, so many projects who have come out come out with crap copy and paste roadmaps. Yeah. They made two three million dollars, just went off and then just spunked it all on a fucking Lambo, but. We are now at that point where people are more discerning. They're not going to put thousands of dollars into a pixelated piece of shit art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want something different, something innovative. And so this is where it comes back to just normal business. Like, how can you make something that will be valuable to people, that's going to help people 
people's lives, make them better, whether it's something that's like software that makes their work days better, um, whether it's something that's like innovative that makes their, you know, makes it easier for them to maintain peak physical health, whatever it is. Yeah. People are begging for like innovation and like stuff that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, but look, but we, need, we need, just to cut you off there, sorry, but like we need innovation, but still the barrier to entry to, cr to create a cool fucking business is pretty low, right? Like, mm there's so much opportunity for products that exist in the web two world and could exist in web three, but that aren't currently here. That's such a good point. Yeah. yeah. So th if you think about all of the innovations that we've seen over the last like 10 years in the, the web two space, so we're talking like the social media revolution era. If you think about all of the, the platform services and uh, all of the softwares that's come, come off the back of that, after like the dot-com bubble, we saw a huge, huge like surge in innovation and the kind of like, especially the mobile revolution. Yeah. So that is gonna happen again for blockchain technology. So over the next 10 years, every single one of those things has got to either, they've either got to adopt block, blockchain technology in some way, yeah. they're gonna need people who understand how that can integrate into their like core business function. So they're gonna need developers, they're gonna need to know how to market it to new, um, and using different terminology. So they're gonna need marketers, they're gonna need designers who understand how to fit stuff in, whether it's like working with different platforms, whether it's just understanding how this all fits together. That is the fucking opportunity for people right now is you can get well ahead of the game by setting yourself up as an as a, as an expert because you are as expert expertise as they come nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what we're really excited about is just being well ahead of the curve. Yeah. Also, I think there's a huge opportunity if you look at businesses and <clears throat> sorry products that are doing very well in Web two, likes of Shopify or the likes of can't think of another business. Uh, what else? Mal the likes of Shopify, the likes of Mailchimp, these companies, they serve a purpose, right? So Shopify makes it easy for people to buy and sell things online. People that are using Mailchimp are there because it helps collect emails, then like create a, another revenue stream by sending out emails and creating like campaigns there. So yeah, like, it, so, you know, there's so many web two products that are working really well and they can translate over to web three, maybe not like exactly, but you can definitely take parts from it. Like for example, Mailchimp collects emails. Maybe we got Premint now, which collects wallets. So, yeah. you know, just taking like really simple ideas and just like moving them over. I feel like there's a good opportunity there. The best advice that I can give to people at the moment who are maybe kind of like wondering how the hell they can do this. Um, my secret to people like making that jump is surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, That's yeah. like I feel like at the moment, this is the chance for you to just make sure that you're what you're working alongside people who are pushing the boundaries. And the, the great news is when we talk about barriers to entry, the barrier to entry for that is fucking low. Yeah, it's that low. is where it's low. So it's like you don't have to be thinking about, OK, I need to launch a project. It's like, how can I actually be attached to someone who is either has their own project already? How can I be valuable to them? How, whether it's like community management, moderation, moderation or uh, collab management, those are some really high value skills that you know, maybe it's only a few hours a day that you can do on top of your full-time job, but yeah. it is it will get your foot in the door. That is just, oh, that's only going to increase. The demand for that's only gonna increase. 100%, and like, don't go out there thinking that you're gonna start working for like the big boys straight away. That's That shouldn't be your goal. What I'd actually recommend doing is finding people that are just getting started in the space as well, that are maybe creating a project or starting on YouTube or something like that, where they're putting content out in the world. And then you like kind of latch yourself onto those in the early days like for example, right, my team, I, I met them within like the first couple of weeks of being in NFTs. 
there's no way I'm ever going to change my core team again because these are my fucking guys now. They're like my friends, yeah. right? And they kind of bet on me early days and was like, no, look, I will do this unpaid. I'm going to work with you because I think you're doing something cool. And here we are now. Like, they're all getting paid now. And yeah. We're just in a good spot where it's like, they trust me, I trust them, we're friends. I know what they're, they're thinking, I know their capabilities and they know the same with me. So I feel like you don't have to go to the big boy straight away. Like work your way in, don't start from the bottom, right? And uh, eventually you'll get there. Yeah, it always comes back down to- I'm Not saying I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy in terms of height, but like not in the space. And also in terms of how much you eat, you're a big boy. I'm a big boy. Yeah, but not in any other ways, not a big boy. But when it comes to like providing value to people, um, it always it always comes back to like you you kind of there is an element of like whether it's whether it's working for free or just demonstrating that you are someone that people can trust. Yeah. Like you have to put yourself out there and you have to deliver like high quality stuff and and work above like what your potential expectations would be. That sets you out from the crowd, right? Like it is mm -hmm. it is competitive to some level, but the good thing is is that you can you can demonstrate to people who are looking for those people who will eventually pay you. Um, they're looking for those. They're looking for them. They're looking yeah. for people who who can do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's one avenue. Like we, yeah, you can definitely go out there and you know work for these people. But what what do you think about people that are coming into the space that maybe just want to start a project or like start an actual business and just like go straight in up there? So I've I had a load of like consultation calls uh, maybe six to nine months ago during the bull bull market. You would have had the same like people coming to you being like, I want advice. Yeah. Like, can we jump on a call? And I jump on a call with them and they'd be like, yeah, so like, you know, I'm going to start this NFT project. And, you know, then they kind of go into like this pitch about stuff. And, and Next there's, Jesus, I'm not, but I'm like, there's all of a sudden there's red flags in what they're saying. So yeah. there's things, things I'm like, okay, well, actually in my, the back of my mind, actually the front of my mind, I'm like, this person has not been doing this for a while. No. Like they have not been here for months. They've maybe seen this for weeks. They've, they've like, so the they think this is the new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and and they're like yeah so yeah i'm going to do this and they show show your show their plans and th they a lot of them to be fair to them are people who have come from like they've either got businesses and they're like okay well i'm good at business so i mm. will be therefore be good at this like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is their this was their assumption and uh it's it, a funny word, but what are you like good at business is yeah. that like can you be good at business i don't know not because business is so many different things right like, i'm not yeah. i'm not good at business but I'm good at certain things within creating a business. And then I yeah. think that's why we complement each other and Mark as well, you know? Uh, absolutely, so you're completely right. Like when it comes to business, there are loads of elements, but I do think as like the top, like the uh, the entrepreneur that's either the start, like the person who founds the company. Yeah. Um, you, Cause I know this with you, it's like, it's like you are, you're skilled across fucking lots of different things. Like it's not that you're, you, you've got a design background, but you marry that with your you've got really good fucking really high level numeracy like you 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 know how you can you can visualize like numbers really really well which is not something that's super common with like typically with like creatives that might find that more difficult so you've got the design element and you've you also then you've got the marketing skills you've got the sales skills you've used platforms like you actually i do think as an as an entrepreneur when you're starting out you have to learn the basics of m most of those things um, and that's what, like, that's where I think, you, you know, you, you're extremely good at, um, and that's not easy. Yeah, there's not many people, there's not many people that are able to do that. Same with Mark, so Mark's the same behind the camera. He's got like many, many, many skills, like built TikTok, TikTok accounts, like hundreds of thousands of views, mm. um, or like, uh, like followers. He's, um, but he's also looked after like P and L's of like 
billion dollar companies mm. and it's like billion those pound companies billion pound companies yeah thank you very much yeah and um that th- those having the the kind of breadth on skill sets is really fucking important because you then are able to talk to the marketeers talk to the designers because that's when it comes down to, to entrepreneurship is you just have to you're the you're the kind of like pu- not the puppet master but you're moving things around mm. you're having to communicate with different elements uh different kind of functions of the business but you you can't do that unless you've kind of sat in the hot seat yeah done yeah. it yourself to some degree i think yeah like th- there was a huge learning curve for me like i'd say i worked five years by myself doing e-commerce stuff until i really like came into like working with teams and came into the nft space for example so like you kind of pick up little things almost every year where it's like okay this is what i've done this year and this is what i've learned you know main, maybe these businesses haven't worked but i've got better at creating pitch decks or i've got better at creating logos or something like that and then it all eventually like ties into itself you know when people are like oh you know you keep working and you'll get there just be persistent like that is the best yeah. trait you can have in business if you're persistent you'll make it i i really tr- truly believe that if anyone is 100 wants it enough well, that's, that's why we're here right like we yeah. said we were going to do a podcast um and we just fucking make it happen yeah like it was even to the step to the to the level where we were like okay well we're gonna make this happen and i was like look we'll just do the first one at your house we're gonna get it done yeah like we'll it'll be budget it'll look shit and you know we have people being like oh you should, why don't you use multiple camera angles and stuff yeah, and it's like that, well actually shut up. those are yeah they're like that we that's know. we we know of course we know because yeah. we're, we're fucking we, we we're like we're people that film ourselves we know this yeah but it's um it's been the, in the porn industry for 30 exa- years. Exactly, right? 35 so, years. Yeah. I'm a veteran of porn. <laughs> like, how? Uh, of course, I know I know how to like do this kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's the the biggest thing that I see so many people do is they talk and talk and talk about doing something yeah. and they never fucking start. Yeah, because they because they're like, oh, yeah, I said it. I spoke to because you need this. Anyway. We need lights. We need, we need that, fucking yeah. three cameras. We need this. two mics. I don't it's know like, how to do that part, or I don't know how to do this. It's like just go out and fucking do it. Like the first NFT project I ever launched. This was one that I, I created. I ended up refunding everyone because uh, it didn't really work out too well. But, Pixel Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> I did the contract. I did the art. Yeah. I did the marketing. I did everything. And I just wanted to create this little community for people. Um, we, we moved it into Zerk Pass in the end. But I did everything. And now I understand like how these processes work. And then I can kind of translate that. Into like, exactly my point. Like yeah. you've, you even, you know, you're kind of like, you kind of like undersell yourself. But I, I know that you're like, the fact that you understand uh, what a smart contract looks like and how like to build it yourself, but then fit that into okay, well then I've got the artwork, I've done the artwork. You you actually did the artwork yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you designed the artwork. It. it took like two weeks, and I literally sat there in my pants day in day out. These were the eighteen-hour days where I was like, okay, let's fucking just make ten thousand collection. Let's make there it look are some sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I just, I just, I just googled hats basically, and then like downloaded like twenty different JPEGs of hats, and then like drew it in uh, in um, Illustrator yeah. and made like vectors and stuff. Was that was that fun? Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it, yeah, because I, I like that creative process, and I I kind of really get sucked into yeah. work when it's like that because I'm just like, okay, I know what I'm doing, and I know what tasks I have. I'm really bad if I don't have tasks or I don't have a clear sure. direction of what I need to do. That's when I kind of start procrastinating a lot. But if I'm like this is the end goal and this is what's needed. I'll just fucking work for it and just yeah. get it done. Like, and I feel that, that that's a good trait, but um, something that I've just learned over time, I feel like. How was, uh, when you were creating the art, was there a point when you were like, this is taking longer than I thought it would take? Was there any, no, that, was there like that? Do you know, the, th- this is actually really, uh, this is actually really interesting. So one thought that I had during the whole, <laughs> 
one thought I had during the whole period of creating the art and like even just creating the project was like, this is going to fail. This is going to fail. This is going to fail. Like that was the only thought I had in my head the whole time. And I feel like if it was my first year in like creating a business or creating something, I probably would have been like, yeah, this is going to fail and I'll just stop. But like the fact that I've had five years experience prior to that creating e-commerce brands and being like, this is going to fail, this is going to fail. And I kept pushing through and it didn't fail. You can kind of answer yourself in your head and be like, yeah, whatever. That's like the monkey brain in you trying to tell yeah. you to stop. Um, because your brain wants to avoid pain at all costs, right? So it's like if there's a risk of it not working out, then chances are y your brain just doesn't want you to do it. Subconsciously, you're like, oh, I shouldn't do it. It's not going to work out. Yeah. I feel like that's where a lot of people get caught up. The first step, they think it's going to fail. Therefore, they don't do it. Whereas if you just go and try it anyway, fuck like what you're thinking if it's going to fail. If you think it's going to fail and you still relaunch it and it fails, then surely you're not disappointed, right? Yeah, I think that's like the, for, like for us, we've kind of, we've we've beaten that out of our, ourselves, right? Like this yeah. is not a, the fa failure thing is. And if you fail, there's no cool. such thing that, well, that's the thing. It's it like, there's matter. no such thing as a failure. Yeah, yeah. It's a learning. Like it's always just, you always just kind of get, you exactly. learn something from it. Exactly. And uh, you know, I, I must have failed a hundred times but all you need is like two or three big wins and you're sweet. Yeah, exactly. You should see my, my Gmail Google list. It's kind of gross. I've got some weird ones on there. I sold Donald Trump, Donald Trump toilet brushes. Um, I sold robot vacuum cleaners, transformer toys. Uh, and you're telling me there were points where you thought this was, these were good ideas. No, I never thought they were good ideas, <laughs> but they worked. So they worked. Yeah. <laughs> they worked. They filled up. The, they filled up the ETH bag, babies. Read the data, my friends. But look, I think we should get Mark on. I think he should jump. Yeah, on. let's go. Let's get. We talked about Mark. Um, I'm grab some coffees. Yeah, you go grab us a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Let's All right. come, come in, Mark. Guys, I'll see you in the next one. Yeah. Oh. I get comfy. Yeah, get comfy. Yeah. Mark. Hey man, great to see. You. AKA. The spaceman. The spaceman, or the NFT spaceman. Well, everyone says um, everyone says the NFT space, right? So, well, when do you think we're going to stop saying that? I think it's already fading. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, I think I might be overdue a rebrand right about now. Yeah. What are we going to rebrand? DNS everything. What are we going to What are we going to go to next? Well, if I take your line, it's actually your real name, right? Which I mean, Ooh, controversial. Go with your actual real name that your parents gave you. Fucking hell. <laughs> Let's not do that. I might have to do my middle name. That's a bit scary, that one. Well, um, what's your middle name? Hamilton. Ham is that actually your middle name? I thought that was just a double barrel surname. You thought it was the show, didn't you? I mean, yeah, I did, yeah. Big fan, big yeah. fan. I've, are you actually? I, I love Hamilton. It's are amazing. You <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Zerk, do you, like, uh, do you like Hamilton? The show? No. No. Why? Hamilton? Yeah. The show, that, the, that, like Broadway show, right. the, bro the Broadway no, show. I know, it's the entire story of like American history. It's incredible. It's actually, oh, I was completely, had no idea. That's I'm what it was about. Doing 18 hour work days to watch that shit. Yeah, uh, he's too busy doing Donald Trump toilet brushes, mate. You've got to be smart to understand he, Hamilton and this is where you two have fallen oh, oh, <laughs> Throwing out shade already, Jesus. The space man's about to get kicked out of the space. <laughs> What's happening? You wouldn't do that to me. No, I wouldn't do that to you. Right, let's talk about, um, let's talk about your background and like why you're in the NFT space, because I'm not gonna lie, it was a few months ago when when I was like, I kind of made, uh, there was a realization moment where I was like, okay, I actually think that there's two main types of avatars of people in the NFT space. One is like Zerk, the, uh, the like 18 year old in his pants in his mum's basement, 
filming uh, filming videos about JPEGs. And yeah. then the other one is uh, it's like hedge fund managers or people with gigantic bags who um, don't give a fuck about anything and have loads of cash to spray around on JPEGs of monkeys. Um, and I, yeah, uh, I feel like there's, you sit in between. Um, mate, that is, uh, that is, I'm not sure if that's flattering or... <laughs> no, it's definitely a backhanded com compliment, yeah. But, yeah. but like, tell us about how you got into, into, into NFTs. Of course, man. Yeah, sure. So, um, so your first avatar, I mean, that is my son. That is, uh, that is Lucas. Uh, he's actually 19, almost 20. Um, I'm not quite the, uh, the other guy. Might be fle flexing a little on the, uh, on, on the watches and stuff. I, I love stuff Casio <laughs> zoom in on that the one the Casio crew um you know it's it's interesting right so um I'm, I'm DJ and dad that's where that's where I sit so yeah I'm a dad so maybe I'll fall into the second group yeah but I just I love collectibles um I love art and have over time collected a few different pieces in real life um I love sales I love community I love meeting new people I love travel like these are all of the elements of Web3. Yeah. So that's how I come to be here because I'm actually really enjoying myself. Um, and the last few years at work, you know, in corporate life, I wasn't enjoying myself. Yeah. And I wasn't really myself. And um, yeah, that's a that's another story for another well, it's day. It's another story <laughs> for another day. And uh, we'll definitely go into that. But but Mark is the the one of the three co-founders of Unorthodox. So we founded it together, haven't we? So yeah. this is our this is the agency that we're we're we've built because we think there is a massive need for um, to help Web two brands. We're gonna I think we'll probably start moving away from delineating Web two brands from Web three brands, but basically just helping brands understand what Web three is. I suppose is yeah. is is what we're here for. No, totally, totally. It's uh, hugely exciting. I think to be you know getting approached on a day to day basis by brands. Yeah. Um, and projects and then seeing that the two and i'm talking about established projects projects that have dropped like yeah. really successful collections um they've you know kept a, a a war chest because they they're smart and they've uh, they've got some smart people on on the team um and they're thinking you know how do we bring utility to our holders uh how do we bring stuff in real life uh, how do we expand our brand yeah and then we're also seeing that uh, that brand really finding out what Web3 can do for them in terms of expanding their reach, right? Yeah. Well, we talked about this last time with Zerk. We were talking about how there's uh, there are a lot of these high-profile brands which are struggling. They might have a war chest, but they definitely have staff that they're paying. So yeah. they, have, they, have a, they have a runway, is what they have. And the runway will be diminishing. And if we look at it, like we've, we essentially look at the money that they've raised from their like drops. It's their seed funding, right? It's their seed funding, or even some of them, it's like their Series A or Series B if they yeah. got lucky. And it means they have millions and millions of dollars to spend, but that the runway is like slowly getting shorter and shorter. So they now have to think about, okay, well, how are we going to bring a value to their holders? That seems to keep to be the, the one thing that I hear a lot from founders that keeps them up at night is the, their concerns about not bringing value to their holders yeah. and how are we going to continue bringing value to their holders? Whether it's like the, the, just the visible pressure of seeing the floor price of their NFTs just drop and drop and drop. And, uh, which, I, I, to be honest, is I think that's because we've conditioned ourselves to 
to think about NFTs and the way it fits into into like potential business models, we've just been conditioned in the complete wrong way. We've kind of gone. We've, we we have this link between floor price and health of a health of a project when it really shouldn't. They should just be completely distinct. It should just be the complete completely distinct, right? Um, uh, unless it's an art collection, like that's when the floor price, in my opinion, of an of a of an NFT makes sense when it's like a collector's item. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've seen a lot of these brands, uh, media, you know, kind of the mid tier to like the high high cap uh, NFT projects, really start to think clearly about okay, well, where the hell do we need to go next? And what we've seen is that the next is brands that actually have fucking business models that they make products. Sure, sure. I mean, you've got to put yourself in in both both camps, right? If you're a project and you're a super successful one, you have been like you know, you, you have gone from naught to 100 in seconds. And very few businesses historically would have been able to raise as much money as quickly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, some of these guys are, are you know, young guys, they're, they're not experienced, they, they don't have, um, you know, company structure or advisors at that level. And some, know, some of them have been like artists. Right, so like a lot of them have it's been. It's amazing. I, I, I love it. Honestly, this is this is one of the best things because, um, yeah, if it's a really really talented artist and instead of just a local gallery like presenting their work, it's been literally the world, um, then uh, that's that's phenomenal, right? Yeah. Like literally. Uh, again. Well, we got we got the pleasure of working with a kind of a, a British based one, which I actually think if we look back and uh, I, even at the time, I was like, this is this is. A company or a brand that uh, an artist that's leveraging it really well. So we saw Damien Hurst. I think an amazing like his his collection, the currency, and what they were trying to prove with that was we'll look back on that and, and we'll think that that was kind of like a watershed type of project within the NFT space. Yeah. So that was really sick. But then we've had um, the kind of other artists come in, contemporary artists come into the space. Some have been shit. Some have been good. And I think one of the ones that. Uh, was really good was the Lobstars with Philip Colbert. Love that. So yeah, an incredible, uh, incredible artist with a massive, a massive kind of back catalogue of work. They were coming into the space, but this was a person who, even like more than a year ago, already had a full space uh, completely built into Centraland. So this was a this was someone who understood what Web three was Very about sweet. and was a Web three like full on nerd. And they were bringing, uh, they were dropping an NFT collection, but they understood how that could fit into the ecosystem that they had built. Yeah. So, um, an, an amazing, an amazing way of uh, of kind of leveraging NFTs. And one of the ways that they did that, which again was really smart, was that this was a contemporary artist who knew he had followers. To, a lot of them were in Asia. Um, a lot of like fans uh, uh, within some of the some of the some of the most of the Asian countries, and. He was. You know, they were really smart. They were like, "Well, we're going to sell our digital art to the people that are already fans." Sure. What are they? They're not going to sell them on OpenSea. They're they're, they're just going to hold on to them. Yeah. So it's an amazing uh, an example of how just knowing what your audience is, how uh, that can that can impact what like whether it's the floor price or the the considered health of a project just by selling to the right people. No, totally, totally. I think those guys were super smart because they they did that exactly. But then they also engaged a few DGENs as well. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. They they got across a few projects. They set up some collabs. They um, they whitelisted you know a ton a ton of people. Yeah, and they got some volume moving. And to the point that that brought Philip uh, Colbert and his work to 
a whole new yeah. um, group of people. So, yeah, the Lobstars are super, super fun. Yeah, I think I really do. I look at the projects that have been and gone, and uh, I think some of them, if you don't understand that project, I don't think you'll you'll understand the elegance with it. But But I definitely think that in years to come, we'll look back at that and say, this made total sense. This was an artist that was... Um, as Web3 native as they come, like as being innovative as at the bleeding edge, like all the time. And we're just going to continue to see that. Sure. Uh, so, so really cool to see where that one goes. Lucky there's the London brand. Hopefully we'll have some parties with them at some point. Um, we've got some fun stuff happening with their, with their brand. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got some cool, cool stuff that we're working on in the background. We'll probably showcase a bit of that in the future, but what are you most excited about? Um, I mean, I'd look uh, Continuing along the same trend, I think um, when you're talking about uh, big big brands, I mean others that have brought um, huge inflatables and brought their brands like physically alive. Um, Carafuru, um, shout out to Rofi and the team there. Yeah, like, big shout. Um, shout out to the boys. Incredible, incredible brand, incredible setup. Um, a little bit different to um, to others with an established setup. Um, pre-NFT and pre-Web3, um, but these guys are crushing it, right? Like instantly recognizable. Um, so I'm excited to answer your question, um, to bring brands like that um, alongside um, in real life brands, um, mash them together, be that in um, in real life events, uh, be that putting their brand onto uh, different products, um, to move that to their holders or for them just as excitingly, I guess, to uh, you know widen their reach and bring other people awareness of uh, of the projects. That's, that's what's exciting, I think. Let, let, let us know who do you think are going to make the biggest waves in Web three over the next few years. Tag them down in the comments because uh, we'll we'll help them. We'll fucking make it happen for them. That's our plan. So uh, yeah, let us uh, we're all in this together. Spaceman, next time we'll see you. You might not be Spaceman. Great you might be. Yeah, you might be. Uh, I might actually be Mark. Which yeah, might be Mark. Yeah, my mum would be happy with that. Be happy. Yeah, yeah. it would make more sense, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah, it would. Anyway, right. Peace. Cheers, man.